horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. All right, thanks for joining us for another edition of Winning Ponies. I'm John Engelhardt, and uh, we've got uh, two guests coming out with us tonight that uh, are veterans of these airwaves, and the reason they're veterans is I call on them because they're, they're fantastic experts at what they do. Uh, up first will be uh, Jeremy Palin. He's the uh, staff writer and assistant editor for the Blood Horse, and Jeremy's located out on the West Coast, and what a slew of good races, both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we're going to be concentrating on the Saturday card, and uh, well, it's very interesting. We've got some uh, two-year-old uh, races, one for the boys and one for the girls. One, the obviously somewhat newly named American Pharaoh. It is a grade one, $300,000, and that addition is for the boys. Sad to say, with all that money and a grade one on the line, only five will be going to post. And uh, besting them by one is the girls' edition. Uh, and... Uh, that uh, obviously is 300,000 for Phillies. Both of these races at a mile and a 16th. Now, all these races we're going to look at are win and you're in. That leads up to the grade one $300,000 Rodeo Drive. They'll be going a mile and a quarter on the turf. So it'll be interesting to see who rises to the top in there. And uh, rounding out, the action on the west coast at Santa Anita is the grade one awesome again. This one a mile and an eighth on the main track. Accelerate definitely has the target on his back. What a season so far for the son of looking at Lucky, trained by John Sadlier. Five starts, four victories, and a second. So uh, we'll see if uh, he's one of the horses you need to single in there. And so that'll be with Jeremy Balin out on the West Coast. And then uh, really nice races at Belmont Park this Saturday. Hard to keep up with it all. But we're going to try our best. Brought in Eric Wing, who's located on the East Coast. Of course, he'll be telling us about what's going on at Horse Tourneys. Now, we're talking about the a race that'll be looking at the sprinters, and that is the Grade 1 Vosberg, another kind of short field in here. That'll be with Eric. And then the Joe Hirsch Turf Handicap. That baby's at a mile and a half on the turf. Drew an interesting field together. The ninth race, the Pilgrim. That's right. It is a Grade 3 on the inner turf, and this one will feature the two-year-old boys and rounded it out a classic race if ever there was one a mile and a quarter main track it's the jockey club gold cup what a field it's been assembled here and of course we got the three horses that uh, relatively spent most of their career on the west coast that have always grabbed headlines when they came to the united states the uh, hard-knocking gronkowski second in the belmont stakes and then there was mendelssohn with a huge disappointment in the kentucky derby comes back to run third in the Dwyer and second in 
the Traverse Stakes. And remember Thunder Snow, the horse that didn't break at the Preakness Stakes two years ago? Well, he's made quite a career of himself, comes into this race with over $8.3 million. So those are the races we'll be looking at with Eric Wing and Jeremy Balin. Let's go take a look at some of the national stories that have been breaking. Now, uh, here's one I need to uh, get the update on, and that is Jackie Martin Garcia has been hospitalized. Uh, He was uh, transported to uh, the hospital uh, at... uh, Memorial in Pasadena, California, and it was a morning incident, according to track, that they say that he, he hit his head pretty hard, and uh, so they're, they're going to keep him overnight for observation. We haven't heard about his return to the saddle, of course. Uh, Garcia, very well known, is used a lot by the Baffert Barn, multiple grade one winning jockey. And I mean, think of the horses this guy has ridden. Uh, Bayern, Collected, Looking at Lucky, Dortman, Secret Circle, Game on Dude, Opportunity, The Factor. I mean, he's been around some of the best of the Baffert Barn. So we hope that uh, Martin is able to uh, shake it off. Hopefully he'll go under all protocols to be checked out. And uh, wish him a swift return to the saddle. Well, it's that time of the year, sad to say, that we start to see some horses hitting the sidelines. And some of them a little bit too early. Two-year-old champion, Good Magic, has been retired to Hill and Dale Farm. And uh, he was is, of course, a leading son of Curlin. was trained throughout his career by Chad Brown. And uh, was the the two year old champion last year? Uh, they just uh, that it, it's so rare for a horse to retain his championship form from two year old to three, and uh, you know he uh, only got beat by Justify in the Kentucky Derby, and uh, you know he was uh, you know Good Magic was a million dollar yearling, so he always looked the part. He got to prove it on. The, the racetrack and uh so he this horse is a winner of three one million dollar races in his career and uh, he did have a solid three-year-old year uh but he is not going to make it to the end of the year races so uh good magic uh, they love the way he looks and they haven't announced yet exactly what he'll be standing for another one headed to the sidelines irish war cry is retired and he's going to stand in maryland in 2019 at the Northview Stallion Station. And uh, maybe some of these horses are being retired early because of the success of their sire. He's a son of Curlin, who won five of 13 starts, including the Holy Bull Stakes, as you may recall. Uh, so uh, Irish War Cry go into stud, and uh, we'll, hopefully he'll be well-received. And again, uh, stud fees have not been announced. Now, while we are going to be looking at the top races on the east and west coast, some big races in the middle of the country, let's not forget Churchill Downs opened up for their uh, fall edition. And mind your biscuits, who finished second to diversify in Saratoga's grade one Whitney heads the field for the $200,000 Lucas Classic. Now, remember, these races are going to be run uh, on Saturday night. So if you think the day's over at your favorite track, remember, they've got night racing at Churchill Downs. So the first 
race of the night is six o'clock, and the Lucas Classic won't even take place until uh, I believe it's uh, about uh, a little after 10, 10, 11, I think post time is. So mind your biscuits, who's an international star, will be on hand there at Churchill Downs. And then uh, seven are going to be going in the grade three $100,000 ACK ACK. Uh, at Churchill Downs that evening too, and I believe the it's going to be wound up with the one hundred thousand dollar Jefferson Cup, where uh, West Coast shipper Majestic Eagle will be uh, probably the slight favorite in the field of nine. Well, had a lot of good racing over the weekend. Some interesting racing over the weekend with some of the things that happened on track. want to thank Keith Jones, who joined us uh, from Parks. And uh, we'll start it off with with their best races. And uh, in wire-to-wire fashion, I told you this was a horse for course. He is now six for six at Parks, and that's Aztec Sense. Trained by Jorge Navarro, one by four lengths going wire to wire over Zanotti. And in the uh, third spot there was Name Changer, not Game Changer. And then in the Gallant Bob, this was an adventurous race, especially for Ferenz Fire and Where She Told Me to Go. I love that name. Anyhow, uh, you know, Ferenc Fire had to broke from the outside. I read Ortiz was in the saddle, uh, took a short lead after the half mile pole, and then he gave it up when where she told me to go uh, past him, and then came back at him. And where she told me to go was trying to tell Ferenc Fire where to go. Reach over and savaged him. Actually bit him during the running of the race. The Grade Three Gal Bob goes to Ferenc Fire. They didn't move where she told me to go because uh, he stayed down in the second spot. In the third spot was seven trumpets. So things like this do happen in the competitive sport of racing. Not only some you've heard of some jockeys uh, dueling down the stretch. These were horses dueling down the stretch. Then it was the Cotillion, another interesting race. Monomoy Girl, the big favorite. Everybody's looking at her. She was undefeated this season. Well, she finished on top again, but was taken down. She drifted in and out, and even though Florent Giroux tried to correct her actions, uh, just couldn't get it done. So, was DQ'd to second. Midnight Bazoo was second, and it was a two-horse race. It was all the way back to third to Wonder Godot. Then, the Pennsylvania Derby. Horse in there hit the board that I told you about at 82-1, to but let's get... To the winner, it was McKenzie, slight favorite at two to one. Mike Smith, what a day he had. And uh, McKenzie now, lifetime, five starts, four victories. Three-year-old son of Street Sense. In the second spot was Axelrod. And uh, finishing third, the horse I like, trigger warning at 82 to one. Blinkers off and a good work. That's always an angle to keep an eye on. Now, the Kelso Handicap in New York, it went to Pattern Recognition. And the second spot was Sunny Ridge. And third, Timeline. My buddy Ed Meyer liked that horse, I know. Then uh, we went to Laurel. Two big races down there. And the uh, All Along went to Vela Victorian, 27.40 to win. And we rounded it out with a quick one, the Frank 
to Francis Memorial, and the winner was Switzerland. Went too fast in its last start in the Vanderbilt, came back under a good rating there, and uh, Switzerland gets the top spot in the Frank D. Francis Memorial Dash. All right, well, that's a look at the races we looked at last week. Now let's get in the saddle and ride on out to Santa Anita and... Joining us will be Jeremy Balin from the Blood Horse. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me now, a gentleman I haven't had on since before Christmas, I believe. He's a staff writer and assistant editor for The Blood Horse, covering the racing on the West Coast, which is going to help us today because there's some unbelievable great racing. Of course, this is the two-week period, for the most part, where everybody's getting their last uh, Breeders' Cup prep in, and of course, there's a lot of Breeders' Cup winning your in races. Jeremy Balin, welcome back to Winning Ponies. Glad to be with you guys. Well, Jeremy, you know, I think the last time we were talking, uh, it was a little bit after the uh, tragic fire at uh, San Luis Rey uh, Downs. Um, have you found interesting storylines in, in the months uh, beyond that uh, incident? Uh, I mean, there's been there's been quite a few. Um, I mean, most most recognizably is that a ton, a ton of the horses that were based there and had to go through a lot of that um, have come back to win um, stakes horses, pointing horses, maidens, horses who were burned. I mean, like actually burned in the fire. So um, those have all been. It's it's almost been too many to count. Um, but uh, I think the most heartening story has. Uh, in uh, what happened at Delmar over the summer, which um, 
Martin Belloc, who was uh, one of the trainers who was severely burned yes. and severely injured um, during the fire as she was trying to save one of her horses, um, was honored with the Pinkai Award um, at Del Mar, and she made an appearance uh, in the winner's circle when she received the award, and... Uh, you know, she had to have a, a leg amputated because of her burns, and um, she surprised a lot of people when she stood up and uh, kind of acknowledged the crowd who was applaud, uh, applauding for her. Um, so that was a pretty special moment and probably one that will stick in my mind for a little while. That is awesome. It really is. And uh, that, that I know what, what you do at times is a lot of hard work, but it also puts you in a position to, you know, sometimes witness a little bit of history. And uh, who knows how many good horses you've already seen out on uh, the West Coast, especially since uh, you have a couple guys by the name of like Hollendorfer and Baffert out there who just endlessly seem to be coming up with another big horse every year. We're going to be talking about a, a couple of those. Um, I know you've been observing some of these horses, training for the big races uh, that are be coming up this weekend. Any personal observations of horses that uh, impressed you or made you scratch your head? Uh, as far as in the morning, I mean, not, not, a, not a ton of, of insight. I mean, it seems that good horses have been working well as good horses tend to do. Um, but, uh, specifically with the two year old races this weekend, uh, this is where you sort of get a, you really get a better idea of how these horses might move forward, going two turns for the, well, some of them are going two turns for the first time. Um, and, uh, those who have, uh, gone two turns are facing graded stakes competition for the first time. Um, so this is really where the picture starts to get a little bit clearer as to who the really good ones are and maybe who, who the, the ones who aren't quite up to that level. Well, they, they don't have much more time, but as you know, those uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile races are, are not always uh, granted to the favorite uh, prior to the race. So uh, anything can happen. They begin to develop, develop this time of year. Uh, trainers make little tweaks either in their training or an equipment change or something like that. And all of a sudden they find that, that certain key that gets them to the bottom of that uh, Coulter Philly. So uh, they're going to be fun races to watch and it'll be interesting. I was just wondering, you know, I, they're having a lot of, uh, you know, Breeders' Cup races on the West Coast uh, lately and years ahead. Um, will you get a chance to uh, come to uh, Churchill? Uh, I'm not going to the Breeders' Cup this year. Um, I'm going to be staying out and uh, uh, staying out on the West. And, you know, we have a ton of people on the ground in Kentucky already. So um, I'm going to be processing a lot of the stories uh, that, that are coming up from the, the people on the ground there. And uh, I'll be right back at it uh, when the Breeders' Cup's return, or the Breeders Cup returns to California next year. I'm sure you will be. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I certainly haven't zeroed in on on any horse in in the American Pharaoh. Um, mm -hmm. Enlighten me. What was the American Pharaoh formerly called? Because you don't become a Grade One race just because you got a nice name. Right. It was uh, the front runner um, for a few years, and before that, it was the Norfolk Stakes. Oh, the um, Norfolk. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so it's been it's been renamed the American Pharaoh. Uh, this is the first time this year, and uh, yeah, I mean Bob Baffert called it the the best named race in uh, in the country. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's great. I love it. Well, uh, best named race, uh, not uh, as we talked about off the air. We're wondering what's happening with all our dirt races and uh, why the animals are going towards the, the grass. But uh, nonetheless, uh, the cream comes to the crop, and we're seeing some of these uh, expensive babies in here. Uh, let's see. It seems like right now, as far as an odds maker is concerned, that uh, it, it's a bit of a toss-up between uh, – Jerry Hollendorfer's Gunmetal Gray and uh, the uh, Baffert trainee, son of Candy Ride, by the name of Game Winner. Uh, am, am, mm-hmm. I, am I missing the mark, or should, I, should we throw uh, Rowway Ton in that mix, another Hollendorfer uh, trainee? No, you're, you're definitely not missing the mark, because those are going to be the top two betting choices. Um, Game Winner, from, from the start, Bob Baffert has... Uh, had the opinion that this is going to be a horse who's getting better around two turns. So the fact that he won uh, the, the Delmar Futurity at seven furlongs last time out, if he's able to take a step forward off of that and get better going around two turns, you know that puts him in a pretty special category. Now, I was most impressed by Gunmetal Gray's uh, last race. Um, to just the, the, the way that he did it, and to just, if you have a chance to go back and watch the replay and just watch the way the horse galloped out, he just kept running. Like, even as Drayton Van Dyke was trying to, to pull him up, he just kept going. So um, that was the horse who impressed me the most last time. But the race is really, a, it's really going to be curious. I'm, I'm curious to see how the race plays out from a tactical standpoint because um, Drayton Van Dyke is no longer riding Rowayton. Um, owner Larry Best uh, was not happy with the way that he rode the horse in the Del Mar Futurity. He opened up four and a half lengths going really, really fast. And Best thought that he should have won that race. So if that horse is not on the lead and changes tactics with Foran Giroux up, then I'm curious to see who's going to take command and how that might impact the way the race plays out. With a small field, maybe it doesn't have that big of an impact, but... Um, I'm curious to see how all of it shakes out on the on the racetrack, but I, I would I would lean towards Gunmetal Gray just because I was so impressed with that maiden breaking victory. All right, well, I'm going to have to call my friend Rocky Boyman. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He played in the NFL and he played for Notre Dame prior to that, and he's uh, uh, on the radio in Cincinnati. And he used to be in a rock group by the name of. Gunmetal Gray, so I'm going to have to pass that along to Rocky as, as his hunch bet of the week. Well, uh, let's go uh, to, to the girls here. Similar situation, uh, a mile and a 16th, main track, and as you stated, a lot of these will be uh, just kind of stretching out for the first time, and for those, some of those have uh, very few uh, have uh, graded stakes experience, and that would be uh, Mother Mother, who's coming out of the Del Mar debutante, finished second to Bellafina, but Bellafina's in here. She definitely looks, to me, at first glance, uh, the one to beat. Yeah, and those those two races that she had at Del Mar, the Sorrento and the and the Del Mar debutante, it's it's really hard to gauge just how good those races were because they just weren't all that visually impressive and specifically with the Del Mar debutante it just and 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 granted the Delmar main track was deep 
um, and tiring all all season. But the way that Bellafina finished, and she finished better than anybody else, but it just wasn't that visually impressive pop. Now, stretching out even farther, it just, I mean, if you look at the fractions that Bellafina put up, and I think that maybe the, to, to her favor, to run that second quarter so fast and to have these Phillies chase her, maybe she just puts them away in that, that fast second quarter. But going two turns, I'm not sure that type of tactic is going to work. And we're back to Bob Baffert, both of his horses, Mother Mother and Duralu. He thinks both of them will get better stretching out. And I'm going to give Brill another shot. I, I just don't think that she wanted to be as close as she was uh, I think she was three to five in the in the Delmar debutante, and really yeah. was never all that involved. I'm going to give her another shot um, because I've always considered her as a, a two turn animal. Always uh, thought she would be stretching out and getting better as the races get longer. I don't know if there's going to be any bargain of a price there, um, but I'm definitely not discounting her off of one bad effort. Well, again, we're kind of interesting. You talked about the the. Uh brilliant speed of, of Bellafina and it looks like Simon Callahan is uh, might be trying to s- slow her down a little bit it's odd when you see uh, a two-time graded stakes winner making an equipment change off two wins uh, I know in some jurisdictions the stewards won't even allow that um, I, I, you see it uh, you see it quite often um, not quite often but you see it on occasion Bob Baffert will do it where he'll put the blinkers on for a debut win and then he'll t- they'll take them off um, for the second start. Um, I mean, if you just look at the race and kind of how the Del Mar debutante was run, I could see why Simon Callahan would want to take blinkers off of Bellafina. So I think as long as you explain it to the stewards and have a good reason to make an equipment change like that, I think it's, uh, it's not a problem. Okay. Jeremy Balin from the Blood Horse with us here today. Tonight, uh, we've only got about two minutes left, and we got two races to go. And uh, we'll start with the Rodeo Drive, uh, grade one, going a mile and a quarter on the weeds here. And a uh, quick look puts Vasilika as the eight to five favorite. This will be the first grade one win for this four year old filly. Yeah, one of the, she was one of the better stories of. of Delmar this year to, uh, you know, a, a, a claim by Jerry Hollendorfer um, back in February, and then she just really hasn't done anything wrong since. And every time she steps up in class, she's taken on the challenge, and it, it really all came together for her beating a very good horse in Cambodia uh, in the John C. Maybe at Delmar in September. So um, she's going to face Cambodia again, and I think Cambodia fired. In, in that last race and maybe a, a bit of a wide trip may have, may, may have taken a little bit out of her, but I'm of the opinion that Vasilika was just better that day. Um, whether she can continue to improve, I, I, I mean, I don't see why not or continue to maintain that level of performance. Um, but, uh, you know, Paved, uh, who, is a, who is a very good horse, is, is also tr- going to try older, I think, for the first time. Um, she's talented. Bo Recall is capable of firing a good shot in that race um, and has on occasion. And Sophie P is even a grade one winner. So in this division, it's, other than the couple of races that Cambodia has rattled off in a row, uh, the, the Philly and Mare grass division just tends to be sort of a revolving door. So it'll be interesting to see if, um, if somebody else steps up and kind of plays upsetter in that race. 
Yes, it will. Well, we'll find out now. Again, you know, uh, shockingly, um, short fields for a lot of money and a trip to the Breeders' Cup can't change what happened at the entry box. The awesome again, a grade one mile and an eighth main track. I guess the target is on the back of Accelerate to love Santa Anita and can handle the distance. Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, talk about it. It, it. it might be blasphemy to say that uh, there might be another contender for horse of the year, but I've been pretty on record that if Accelerate wins out and wins this race in the and the Breeders' Cup Classic, he would definitely be under consideration in my mind. Um, just put put together a pretty incredible season and um, answered a lot of questions about the distance limitations he had uh, heading into this season. And um, it sets up again for him pretty well. A lot of these horses he's beaten, um, and then the one horses one horse he hasn't, West Coast. Um, Bob Baffert said that the horse is not 100% cranked. He said he's probably about 80% and needs a race to get into, into top fitness. So take, take from that what you will, um, but uh, accelerate. You can expect him most likely to be odds on in that field. All right. Uh, we've been talking with Jeremy Balin from the, uh, the Blood Horse. One last question before I let you go. And uh, any updates on Victor Espinoza? I noticed that Joel Rosario has picked up the mount. Uh, on, on Accelerate, of course, he won by 12 and a half in the Pacific Classic and deserves a ride back. But uh, what have you heard about Victor lately? Uh, he's going to um, he's going to keep progress. He's going to keep working. Um, uh, as far as I've understood from his agent Brian Beach and from talking to Victor directly, is that he hasn't given any in- indication that this is it for him. Um, he got his neck brace off a few weeks ago, um, but to recover from an injury like that, it's going to take time. So um, I think the the racetrack cliche about horses is that the horses will tell will tell the trainers what what they need to do, and I think that that applies to Victor as well. He's not going to be rushing and into the saddle again. He's going to if he if he's coming back, and it, it, all indications are he expects to come back. It's going to be when he's ready to go. Well, I hope he's 100% healed when he comes back. I, you've seen it, I'm sure, guys that want to rush back to, to pick up their big mounts again and uh, do more damage than good. Well, Jeremy Balin, thanks so much. Appreciate you taking time for your busy schedule, and have a great weekend because it's going to be a nice one watching the horses out at Santa Anita. Thank you very much. All right, Jeremy Balin from the Blood Horse. We're going to take a quick little break, and when we come back, going to be talking to Eric Wing with Horse Tourneys. You're listening to Winning Ponies. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. 
thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds, incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. All right, and with me, one of my favorite guests. There's a big comfort zone when I have Eric Wing on. Right now, he's the uh, communications director for HorseTourneys.com, which is horse racing's number one destination for player-friendly qualifying contests and low-takeout cash games. So uh, Eric's been there, done that, NTRA, NYRA, DRF, ESPN, AARP, you got initials, he did it one time. That's all I know. So with no further ado, Eric Wing, how are you doing, man? Oh, good. I'm, 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 get, I'm bearing down on AARP, I'll say that. Um, uh, trust me, the you know, day I've you thrown out 50... a few of their uh, direct mail pieces out of disgust that I'm actually on their radar screens now. I think, I think they probably figure out that, you know, People need to throw stuff out for three or four years before they'll start to sign up and get the card and whatever. Medigap insurance is is involved. I you you would know much better about that than I, John, at your at your advanced age. Yes, yes, I do, Eric, and I'm so glad <laughs> that I joined AARP. No, just a little. It was so funny. It was like I think it was my fiftieth birthday, and that day, boom. I'm getting AARP stuff. I'm like, geez, you know, what was this? Somebody steal my social security file or what? Uh, but you know yeah, what? Yeah, they, they, you know what? I, I, I recall a similar experience when I turned 50. And yeah, they've got it. It's, it's more than dumb luck. That's for sure. But hey, now I'm not, you know, uh, yeah, any part of it. But I'll tell you what. If you go to a hotel and get their discount once, you paid for your whole membership. And, well, uh, you know, you can't beat that. And then you get you get a free uh, magazine with, like, Bob Dylan on the cover or some girl you thought was real hot. You didn't realize she was 65 now and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so basically, like, people we thought were cool when we were, uh, like, 18 or 22. Is that is that kind of, like, who gets profiled in these? 
They're there now. Yeah, I, I think they got their number too. The day they hit whatever sixty-five, boom! There's a story out on uh, you know, some rock star you used to idolize. You go, whoa, he's sixty-five. But anyhow, yeah. I digress, Eric. I know you've got you got a. We're going to be looking at the races at Belmont, and we'll get a chance to do that in the uh, time that we have left. But a horse tourney's offering a, a twelve race. Pick and pray tourney on Saturday, which is a guaranteed pot of at least thirty-five grand. Uh, no limit as to how high the purse could go, depending on the signups, which is basically the way you, you run them all. But the, the main thing is, is I I can play this from Cincinnati, Ohio, or friends of mine from New Orleans, Louisiana. You don't have to be in a specific spot to get in this game, right? No, you can be pretty much anywhere with the exception of a couple of states, but all the ones you mentioned are just fine, including I know you have a lot of listeners in Kentucky and New York and California as well. Um, it's all on the website in terms of uh, the, the, the couple of states where where it's not allowed, but other than that, it's, uh, it's legal, uh, 100%, and no... Uh, no offshore business or anything like that. And, and yeah, it's uh, only an 11.5% takeout. Uh, it's $345 to play. And we have four races from Belmont, uh, most of the ones we'll be talking about tonight, uh, four stakes from Gulfstream, a couple uh, races from Santa Anita, and a pair from Woodbine. So it's kind of a cross-section of the best races uh, around uh, North America this Saturday that will compose the challenge, if you will, for this uh, $35,000 guaranteed tournament. And we've got uh, qualifiers as well for the NHC on Saturday, uh, the Orleans Fall Classic, um, the Horse Player World Series. So wh- whatever tournament you're interested in or if you're not interested in, in going to some big tournament, you just want to win money, you can do that too. It's a lot of fun, and and it's a different way, but but a, a distinctly different fun way to to kind of uh, do the paramutual battles out there. Well, I mean, and right now that's the audience you're talking to. People are listening to the show because they they enjoy the game. They want they want to know what's going on. And you know, I just had Jeremy Balin from the. Uh, from the blood horse on with me and he uh he covered a lot of the races that you're going to have available to you uh in this contest on saturday and right now let's get a little bit into uh, uh some of the belmont races uh starting with a horse uh, race that has launched a lot of great speedsters over the years the vosberg six furlongs in here and uh I'm just wondering who came to the top for you. There's a lot of, you know, it's a pretty competitive race. It's not like, in my opinion, that you can just kind of, you know, zero in on one by any means. Well, the morning line maker sure zeroed in on one, David Aragonia, uh, and that's the one to five favorite Imperial Hint. You don't see many, many uh, morning line makers with the guts to make a horse one to five. Uh, so I, I congratulate him for doing that uh yeah he looks <clears throat> imperial hint who was argue who arguably ran one of the best races of the saratoga meeting in the july 28th vanderbilt handicap just uh, you know he won by three and three quarter lengths but the margin didn't really do it justice in terms of the artistic success that it was um and he runs a one you know triple digit buyer almost every time out of course imperial hint 
uh, last year was second, beaten just the length in the Breeders' Cup sprint itself by Roy H. And he, he looks like he's rounding in the top form. Um, I, I don't know, John. You know, it's a field of seven. You've got Imperial Hint. You've got two others who were claimed out of their last starts. Another who was claimed three races back. So <clears throat> I'm not sure that the quality runs all that deep in this race. So uh, Imperial Hint's almost a free square in here if you're playing multi-race bets. And underneath him, um, the one horse I was looking at who's 15-1 to is the outside horse still crazy, still KRZ. Um, he's, he's one of the two who was claimed out of, uh, uh, one of three rather, excuse me, claimed from their last start. And, and is coming from the Jason Service Barn, so beware. But he's the speed of the speed in here and did run very fast fractions in, in wiring uh, uh, the 32 claimer at Saratoga last out. That sounds pretty weak, doesn't it? I'm t- talking to you about a horse in the Vosburg who was in a 32 claimer last out. <laughs> but with the speed and, and relative to the others, I think, I think still crazy could could be in front for a long way. And I don't think Imperial Hint is really going to want to be on the engine too much in this his Breeders' Cup sprint prep. I think he's going to want to settle and relax. So I expect Still Crazy to bounce out to the lead and Imperial Hint to run him down and maybe, you know, they're hopefully what will be his B effort and save plenty for the, the sprint at Churchill. Well, you know, he uh, he might be one of the ones that our listeners uh, want to uh, want to uh, single, and uh, it, it, it's interesting. I love horses like this, Eric, that are by a horse that stands for less than two thousand dollars. He's now won. One point two million, <laughs> and uh, and it's still a whole horse. He's not a gelding, so uh, th- this horse must must have fun in the future. But boy, a lot of ones in Imperial Hints running line. Uh, Javier Castellano uh, picked up the mount uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, I shouldn't say the beginning, but after he took his break in February, came back in July, and Javier's been on for every mount since then, and uh, really only you know has. One or two bumps in the road since then. Four starts, three wins in 2018. Uh, he will be dangerous. Well, uh, Josh, by gosh, my producer is telling me, John, we better sell some time here and get some things going before I uh, do let Eric go. I want to remind everybody here on Winning Ponies, since there are so many good races this weekend, you want to pull down our easy win forms on winningponies.com. Uh, just uh, yesterday, we had a $1 super key at uh, Louisiana Downs that paid $2,749 and did okay north of the border at Fort Erie with a $1 pick five that paid $2,168. And yes, we're geared up and going at Beaumont, had a $1 pick five that paid $1,803. So in addition to the advice from Jeremy Balin and Eric Wing, come on over to winningponies.com and pull down your easy win forms. All right, we're going to take a break, and we come back. We're going to knock out three more races at Belmont with my friend Eric Wing from Horse Tourneys. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. All right, and we're going to rock on to the Big Apple in Belmont Park. Before I do that with my friend Eric Wing, I want to remind you that Horse Tourneys is offering a 12-race pick-and-prade tournament on Saturday with a guaranteed pot of 35000 and it could go higher depending on how many people join in, so there's so much great racing. Why don't you go to horsetourneys.com and get in the game? The buy-in's $345. How about this? Takeout, just 11%. Hard to find these days. Eric, good to have you back here. Uh, I I hope I paid the rent with that. Well uh, done, John. (laughs) There'll be a little something extra in your envelope this week. Oh, thank you, thank you. Don't say that on the air, will you, man? You're going to get me in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, well, one of the most famous turf writers in the world, perhaps uh, the most revered, would be Joe Hirsch. And it's great that there's a grade one race named after him, the Joe Hirsch Turf Classic, a rare distance, a mile and a half on the turf, and we're getting a well-rested winner of the Arlington Million, who's done nothing but run off 100-plus buyers uh, in uh, his last three starts. It's a horse by the name of Robert Bruce, trained by a guy that just uh, kind of we're lucky to live in his world in racing, and that would be Chad Brown. Now, I'm not uh, handicapping with any uh, PPs in front of me. I know Sadler's Joy has had a great career, but he always seems to kind of get in his own way, and then you got a young upstart like this Carrick coming in here, and uh, 
shipping in from England, an Irish-bred Teodoro uh, will hopefully lay his claim to a part of uh, the Breeders' Cup through the Joe Hirsch Turf Classic. Eric, who comes to the top in your handicapping page? Well, really, John, I, I have no knocks on hardly any of these horses. I'm, I will say that the Secretariat winner, Carrick, is stepping out out of the uh, friendly confines of three-year-old company to face older, so he's facing a, a bigger, broader, colder, crueler world now. Um, so we'll see how he handles that, and he might be a little slower than these on paper. Uh, nothing wrong with Robert Bruce. Uh, he was <clears throat> part of that... Uh, six, eight-horse blanket finish in the Manhattan behind spring quality before winning the million. Uh, in fact, he's uh, traded decisions with spring quality, so he's in the mix. Obviously, spring quality never runs a bad race. And uh, The one thing I'll say with spring quality and also with Sadler's Joy, who you're absolutely right about, I mean, you said gets in his own way, his move has to be timed just right, and, and his rider hasn't always done that. Um, but he's one of those horses on any given day you wouldn't see, be surprised to see him swoop by and pass them all. The one thing I'll say about the sword dancer is in that race and on that day on the grass, it was Travers Day, you want it to be up close. Um, there was just one horse on the day way early. Uh, that was the name of the horse. Uh, early on, who was, had such a giant class edge and swooped from the outside. Other than that, you wanted to be up closer in, and inside, and that wasn't uh, the way Sadler's Joy or Spring Quality ran that day, so I would upgrade the chances of those two in this race. Um, having already said that there are very few, if any, throwouts in this race, you've got to give Channel Maker a very strong look. Um, Teodoro shipping in, um, been a handicap horse in, in Europe. That's sort of a, uh, that, that's not a compliment compared to what you would call, uh, if you said that about a U.S. horse, but they're always dangerous. And High Happy wants to be sort of close. His last couple were disappointing. So I agree. Robert Bruce, Sadler's Joy, Spring Quality, Channel Maker, the winner's probably going to come from one of those four, and I'll give, I'll give um, Spring Quality and Sadler's Joy the slight boost just because of the uh, they were against the grain of the track in the Sword Dancer. All right. Well, uh, again, I guess I'll just hit the all button on that one. Uh, now we move on uh, to the juveniles in the Pilgrim, uh, the Grade Three, and uh, they'll be going a mile and a sixteenth on the inner turf. Who goes to the top in a race where anything could happen? Uh, I was very impressed by the, the morning line 9-5 to five favorite Opry in this race, John, uh, the number five horse on Saturday. It was pretty much just left at the gate. It, it, it says that he uh, was um, lunged at the start. I mean, I guess he lunged. He, was just, he just gave the field two or three lengths. And it, it was one of those races where not until inside the eighth pole, not only did you think he wouldn't win, like you almost didn't think he had any chance of winning, and he just mowed him down late. You know, he broke behind the field, gradually came up, but never really made a giant move and just flew home late. I don't see any reason to not 
take them right back in the uh, in the Pilgrim. By the way, the Pilgrim, you know, the Sanford Stakes for some silly reason always reminds me of Fred Sanford, and uh, the Pilgrim <laughs> always reminds me of John Wayne. But uh, that's a pointless aside. Getting back to the race itself, uh, forty under. I thought never looked like he wasn't going to win when he broke his maiden on Travers Day. That's the two horse. And I'll throw one bomb at you, John, and that's number 10, Pipes, who's 20 to 1 in the morning line. Uh, was meant to run on turf first time, got washed off. Did run on turf second time, going very short. Uh, ran a very late closing race. Stretched out for the turf last time, got washed off again, but the, the, the stretch out and distance really was to his liking. He won by almost seven. Now he's back on the turf going long again. This horse is probably a little better than his past performances and, and buyer speed figures might suggest. Well, that's right, Pilgrim. We can't stop him <laughs> from coming, but we sure I can make would. him limp going away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I only got a minute left. I'm sorry, we, we we got too much to talk about. Real quick, great race, the Jockey Club Gold Cup, historic in the way it is. You've got you got three horses in here with European, uh, uh, you know, uh, experience. Even though two of them are uh, bred in the United States, you've got that angle. Uh, and then of course you got Diversify, who uh, is making America his own right and trying to say, hey. Look at me. I could be horse of the year. Who you like in a minute? Yeah, you know, I, I really like Diversify in here. I, I, I think he, the, the last two, he's just been almost freakishly good, just blitzing out in fast early paces and then drawing away late. In fact, I think enough of him, John, that I'm down on Mendelssohn just because I'm concerned Mendelssohn's going to try to run with him. And I, I think if he does that, he'll be done for. Um, I also I don't care for Thunder Snow. I thought his is UAE uh, Dubai World Cup race was largely a function of track bias. Uh, I, I think Diversify is going to roll. Underneath him, I'll use Gronkowski, whose who's Belmont Stakes race I thought was legit. And also Patch, who's 20 to 1 in the morning line and ran very well at Belmont uh, the last time he ran and to me is circling back to a good race. So for me, it's Diversify with uh, Gronkowski and Patch underneath. All right, we've been talking with Eric Wing from Horse Tourneys. Go to horsetourneys.com and find about their great play. Only 11% takeout. Eric, thank you very much for joining us again. It won't be the last time. My pleasure, John. All right, we also want to thank Jeremy Balin, and we want to thank Woodbine Entertainment for sponsoring Winning Ponies Radio, greatly appreciate it. A lot of great racing. Pull down the easy win forms. Have a great weekend. If you go to the races or Go to wherever you go to bet. Remember, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.